Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. All right, welcome back to Bears Nation Podcast here with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. Chris, it's Raiders Week in London. How are we feeling, buddy? Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited to go. I think this should be a dub uh, make to make it three straight wins. Um, and, you know, I'm just ready to go, man. Ready to go. Yeah, it would be four straight wins. So we're on a current three-game win streak. So this one with a win would be uh, a four-game win streak. So four. it's... Yeah. yeah, it's certainly a big game, and it is the Khalil Mack revenge game, the return of the Mack. He's going back to his former team, and he is ready to terrorize him. So we're going to start off with that because that's the biggest headline. That's what everyone wants to talk about. Obviously, you know, there was a report from ESPN that came out today that said, you know, Khalil Mack wanted to be a Raider for life. He thought he was going to be with Oakland, and, you know, they got John Gruden, and they just didn't want to pay him the money, and now he's here in Chicago. So it, it goes deeper than just the trade. It, it was more personal than that. So for him to be able to, you know, although it's not in Oakland, to play the Oakland Raiders, it certainly is the epitome of a revenge game. So what do you expect from him in this one? I think he's going to be fired up for sure. Um, there, there, there's, I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, as we know, coming up against his old team. Um, and, you know, they, they, I don't know if you remember, but, a reporter a couple of days ago asked him if he was feeling vindictive and uh, yeah. he just, he just smiled and, and said he liked the, he liked the sound of that word. So <laughs> um, yeah, he had a little grin on his face. So I'm not, I, I don't, if I were, if I were a Raiders fan, I wouldn't be uh, looking forward to this game. Um, you know, Khalil Mack is, is going to do his thing regardless. And, you know, he doesn't need any extra motivation, but he has it. So it's going to be scary. Uh, I can definitely assure that. If you were to fire out an actual prediction of how many sacks he gets, what would you go? I'm going to go with four. I, I think he gets after it four times, which is it, – it, it's not an absurd number, but it, it's a huge number. Like, four is a lot of sacks in a game. But, again, with the circumstances, with how good this guy is, I certainly think it's achievable. What, what, what number would you put at it? I'm going to say two and a half. Okay. Uh, just, just because I think they know what they have on their hands, uh, the Raiders. That's I think they're going to – I think they're going to try to, you know, make him a point of emphasis um, and really focus on him to to, you know, preserve him for or to prevent him from, um, you know, doing and doing Khalil Mack type things. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was more than that at all. Like, do not get me wrong. I, if, <laughs> if he had if he had five in this game, so double my prediction, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll just leave yeah, it at that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, this guy is absolutely ready to go. But there's a ton of other positional matchups and things to look at. You look at uh, you know, the two rookie running backs, right? That being Josh Jacobs of the Raiders and Dave Montgomery of the Bears. Jo- uh, Josh Jacobs was that first rounder uh, that they got from the Bears, so he's essentially that Bears pick because of the Khalil Mack trade. And then the Bears took Montgomery later in the third round. But, you know, these are two 
uh, you could say rising stars in the league, two guys who are supposed to be really good in the future. Both have showed some nice flashes throughout the year. Who do you think has a better game in this one of the rookie running backs, Josh Jacobs or Dave Montgomery? Dave and Montgomery, no questions. Uh, Josh Jacobs going to struggle, uh, just pretty much like how every running back has against the Bears this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he's going to have a good game at all. Um, you know, I, you know, we talk about the Bears defense all the time, but uh, one thing that I wanted to to mention is, yeah, you know, people people have been bringing up the New England Patriots as you know a defense to watch. Um, you know, people call them the best defense in the league. One thing that no one can argue, though, in my opinion at least, is the Bears have the best run defense in the league. Yeah. I don't think that's up for debate at all. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't see Josh Jacobs having a good game. I'm going to say David Montgomery rushes for 83 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I think this is probably the one game where we see the most out of David Montgomery, simply because, again, Chase Daniel is the quarterback officially now. Just about an hour ago, Mitchell Trubisky was ruled out, um, so he will not be playing, and it will be Chase Daniel as expected. But, you know, we know what we have in Chase Daniel. That's no question, and it's certainly going to be an emphasis to run the ball at David Montgomery. Especially when it's like, okay, so you guys, the Raiders took Josh Jacobs with that Khalil Mack pick, but the Bears really believe they have a guy just as talented that they got in the third round, which would just even more validate the trade. So that's definitely certainly another prove it uh, moment here for the Bears and David Montgomery. But I just mentioned it, right? Chase Daniel will be starting. We saw what he did last week. He was productive, not fantastic, but he was good enough. And that's all you need from him Uh, going up against this Raiders defense, which is, you know, lower tier, bottom half. Uh, not terrible, but definitely bottom half in the league. What do you expect from Chase Daniel and the play calling approach from Matt Nagy? I think he's just going to keep it a little bit conservative. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, I think they're going to go uh, a little bit, a little bit slower on the offense, take their time, keep the defense off the field, and, and just try to get points. I don't think they're going to try to do anything flashy. Um, you know, Chase Daniel's in this game, and, and you know he's he's much more limited than Mitch is, at least in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I, I just I don't think the, the full playbook will be open for, for Chase Daniel, but I think he'll be productive again and I think he'll get the job done. Uh, the, you know, the, the offense around him is, is extremely talented, like we always talk about, um, you know, Allen Robinson. We have those uh, those receivers, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, playmakers. So, um, you know, I, I think he'll have a, he'll have a, a decent time, decent game. Um, and I'll, I'll go if I had to put a prediction on it, I'll go um, 200. 35 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's a very Chase Daniels talent right there. If there's one thing that I want to hear, I don't want to hear announcers say Chase Daniels with an oh S. My uh, oh my, I, I, I hear it so many times, and you think oh at some point they would correct it, but it's it's like Chase Daniels, Chase Daniels, and it's just, oh, it's, oh, it's, it hurts, man. It's like, just say it properly. It reminds me of when people called Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffries. That right, was, it's the same oh situation. Oh my God. Like, geez, man, like, <laughs> these guys have been in the league for a while. They were, rookies, yeah. you know, you know, players that just have, you know, players that just came to the league. I would kind of get it. But I mean, these guys have been in the league for a while. You should kind of know what their name is by now. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine as well. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, the offense should be able to put up, I would say, 20 plus points. You're probably looking around 24 to 27. I mean, yeah. that's what I would expect. But, you know, Courtland Sutton, week one against the Raiders, had seven receptions for 120 yards. I mean, there have been receivers who have had success against uh, this Raiders team. I mean, you look at week two when the Chiefs played the Raiders. You had Demarcus Robinson, who had six receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had seven receptions for 170 y- 107 yards and a touchdown. It definitely 
could be, and I think will be, a big day for Allen Robinson. And hopefully, you know, I just mentioned that Travis Kelsey stat. Hopefully, you know, this is the day where Trey Burton gets going a little bit. We've seen his production ramp up a little bit each week that he's been back. Uh, but this week, hopefully, is, you know, kind of the the time where he shows, okay, I'm officially healthy. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to actually put up 80-plus yards and be productive out in the field, not just as the decoy that we know him as. So uh, what do you expect, I guess we'll go specifically from there, Trey Burton, tight end, knowing that the Raiders have uh, had struggle a little bit covering tight ends throughout the year? I I, I want to see him. I still want to see him more involved. Um, like you're saying, it feels like he is getting more involved as, as, you know, as every week goes by. But, you know, he, he definitely – he definitely has the talent we know about Trey Burton. And I think, you know, he, he's Mitch's security blanket. And I think he can help out Chase Daniel as well. Um, short down situation, stuff like that. Uh, he's, he's, he's a veteran. He knows how to get it done. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's, he's a talented, he's a talented tight end. He's a very talented tight end. And, um, you know, I think everyone, every Bears fan knows that um, even when, you know, a lot of people were doubting him because of that whole weird situation that happened. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's back now and, and let's just support him and you know, let's get it going. Uh, I think he's I think he's going to be a vital part to this team, actually. I, I do believe that. Um, and I know I, I was actually one of the people that was bad mouthing him. Um, and, you know, I, I, I definitely regret it. I was just very frustrated. Um, but Trey Burton, I I, I think he's going to have a decent game. Uh, I, I'll say he'll have the decent game. I'm going to say probably like. Three catches for 40, 50 yards would be a decent game for him. Um, yeah. But, but, but like you said, the Raiders, you know, they've been, they haven't been good against tight ends. So, it, you know, this could be his breakout game and hopefully it is. Yeah, hopefully it is. And I mean, you're not wrong for doubting him and being frustrated with him. I mean, pretty much the whole fan base and everybody was because there was just no explanation for him not to be out there against the Eagles and then not to be out there against the Packers. And it was one of those things where, you know, again, there there was not much information about it. And, you know, everyone was just kind of left in the dark wondering what the heck is going on. But, you know, that's in the past now. He seems to have things cleared up. And hopefully this is the breakout game. I think this game just in general is kind of a breakout game for, again, three main players. You know, Allen Robinson doesn't really need a breakout game, but this is, I will say, his most productive game. Uh, I would say this is the actual breakout game of Dead Montgomery. I mean, you could argue he hasn't really had a breakout game. He's had productive days where he showed some things, but he hasn't rushed over 100 yards. He hasn't had one of those days where all the news outlets are talking about him. And then Trey Burton, uh, we hope as well. Uh, let's talk about Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is out officially now, which is, people are kind of surprised by that. The concussion rules him out for two weeks. Uh, you know, usually it's one to two weeks, but some people thought it'd be the shorter end of that. But he is out uh, for this one. So it's your guy. It's another chance for your guy, Javon Wims, who showed out a little bit last week. What do you expect from him in this one? Yeah, I mean, you, you, the thing about Javon Wims is I feel like when anytime he gets a chance, like it, the argument kind of, you know, it speaks for itself. Like he's just, he looks the part. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I've felt that way since he's, since he was in college. Um, and in the NFL, like he just, it seems like he's, he doesn't get a lot of play time, but anytime he does, it's always productive. And, and I feel like that's very important to a team, but I think his role can even expand on this team. I think he can be, you know, the number two, you know, I, I know I talk highly of Anthony Miller, but you know, I think Javon Wims is, is a very talented wide receiver. So um, I, I, I'm expecting him to continuously get better too. And, and who knows, you know, this Taylor Gabriel, you know, Taylor Gabriel being out, um, and, you know, if Javon Williams has a good couple of games, they might just, you know, have him be a bigger part of this this offense regardless. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, I would. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just want to see him be a part of this offense. 
Totally, totally agree. And we've been calling for that for weeks now. And that double move that he put on, I, I don't know if it was Xavier Rhodes or Trey Waynes, but he put on that double move for that 30-plus yeah. yard reception last week. I'm one of the better cornerbacks on the Vikings team and one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Uh, so, I mean, this is obviously a guy who has some serious potential. And all we were waiting for was the opportunity. And that's why you see, like, sometimes, uh, how did Tom Brady get his opportunity, right? You know, uh was it Drew Bledsoe or whatever yeah. gets injured? Tom yeah. Brady comes in. You know, it, all it takes is really an opportunity for some of these guys. So hopefully that's the case for uh, Javon Wims. But let's move to the others. Or actually, let's stay on the offense real quick. One more thing. Uh, Ted Larson is ruled out as well. Yeah. Um, so it will be Kyle Long who will be back in that spot. But, you know, people weren't too upset about what we saw last week from the offensive line. They seemed to work pretty well. Uh, you know, the rush, uh, offensive line and the rush could have been a little bit better, but overall, it certainly looked like a better unit. But now, you know, Larson's out, Kyle Long's back in, and I've seen people as well saying maybe uh, Rashad Coward should be getting some snaps there in place of Kyle Long. What do you make of that and him being back for this one? Uh, I remember we were talking about, about Ted Larson and Kyle Long last episode. Um, and, you know, we were saying that we would be completely comfortable with Ted Larson um, playing if Kyle Long was hurt. And now, you know, it's flipped. So Kyle Long will be in and, and Ted Larson's out. And, you know, I mean, if, if Kyle Long's healthy, he's always going to be in there. there. There's there's really no I mean, they're, they're not going to yeah, bench yeah. a guy like Kyle Long. Yeah, we all know that. So um, yeah. the fact that he's playing means he's healthy. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I think. It's just it just boils down to you just can't bench a guy like Kyle Long. You you he's a starter. He's a leader. He's he's you know he's been an anchor for this team for such a long time. So um, yeah, it, it's I think the offensive line will be fine. They'll figure it out. Uh, it's an experienced group of guys. Um, besides maybe like James Daniels, but um, you know the, it, the, he has he has a lot of you know smart offensive linemen around him that'll that'll help him get acclimated. So I'm I'm just I'm not too worried about the offensive line. I feel like they definitely. 100% could have been better to start this year, but I, I just think it's too talented of a group to not figure it out. Yeah, and it's not like in this game they're going up against the top, the front seven in the league. I mean, this exactly. is a, yeah. a, a lower half front seven, and they're losing one of their main guys, their first round draft pick. Cleland Farrell uh, does not appear to be playing uh, in this one. He has not practiced all week. I don't know if they've officially ruled him out yet, but it certainly seems unlikely that he's on the field. So makes it a little bit easier there for the Bears outline. So hopefully they figure things out this week. Let's turn it to the other side of the ball. The one that we love to talk about, baby, that's the defense. Uh, and we talked a little bit about Khalil Mack, but let's talk a little bit about what, what the Raiders provide. Obviously, we know it's Josh Jacobs and, uh, you know, some of those other guys. But Tyrell Williams, wide receiver, their top target actually so far throughout the year also appears to not be playing. He did not practice all throughout the week. Don't know again if he's officially out or not, but it appears unlikely. So they'll be focusing on their brand new tight end, Darren Waller, who's had kind of a breakout year. So how do you expect the Bears to contain this Raiders offense with Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and some of those other guys? Yeah, so we we still don't know what's going to go on with Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to play. You uh, think so? Yeah, I do believe okay. so. I, I, I got an I got a notification earlier about uh, Farrell and Tyra Williams, and uh, they were officially ruled questionable for Sunday. Okay. So, um, so both those guys are questionable. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, Tyra Williams, I feel like he's not a great receiver, uh, I, with all due respect. Uh, he, yeah. he's, very, he, he, he's definitely talented. I, I, I'd give him that. But, um, I mean, Kyle Fuller should, should be fine, especially since considering that, you know, Tyra Williams is banged up right now. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried about about their wide receivers. Um, 
Darren Waller has actually been very good to start this year. I, I feel like he's been very productive. Uh, he's definitely going to have we're, we're going to have our work cut out for us when it comes to to stopping him for sure. He's been he's been very solid. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm just not too worried about the Oakland Raiders offensively. I, I they just don't have too many weapons, and you know we've we've dominated against teams with with more weapons. So I'm not. And I, with all due respect, I'm not too worried. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. I mean, this is the Raiders team here. That's two and two. But, you know, y- you look at their wins. They beat the Broncos 24 to 16 opening night uh, on Monday night football at home. And then they beat the Colts, who didn't have, you know, T.Y. Hilton, didn't have Malik Hooker, didn't have Darius Leonard, 131 to 24 uh, in Indianapolis. And they got smacked by the Chiefs 28 to 10. And then they got smacked by the Vikings 34 to 14. And based off what we did to the Vikings last week, again, I don't think it's too much of an issue. I mean, if you pressure Derek Carr, force him to make some tough throws, you know, odds are it's going to be a good sign. And again, there, there's nothing else to be worried about with this defense. There's really no one at this point who who you're worried about. I mean, last week, everyone was worried about Dalvin Cook and what he would provide. And, you know, obviously, even us were like, you know, I don't I don't think he's going to have that Im- much of an impact on the game. And he ended up with, what, 40 yards rushing. So, yeah. you know, again, with Josh Jacobs and these guys and their lack of weapons, especially if Tyrell Williams is out, th- there's nothing to be worried about at all. And, and let's go into your bold predictions for this one. We'll start we'll do two offensively two defensively then we'll get into our final score prediction so give me uh one bold prediction offensively that you got for this one uh you said offensively yeah uh, i'm gonna go i don't know i have no idea why but when i when i've been like envisioning how this game is gonna go i just envision Tariq cohen having a huge game uh, i'm gonna say mm. Tariq cohen i'm gonna say Tariq cohen catches two t- or has two touchdowns in this game rushing receiving wow. doesn't matter there's two total touchdowns in this game um, I think he's going to be a, a huge playmaker in this game, huge X factor, and he's going to be a huge part of why we win this game. Tariq, okay, yeah, I mean, he he had a touchdown last week, but he really hasn't been accumulating as many yards as we would have yeah. thought. So hopefully, uh, you know, we see a little bit more of that, and it, he's been getting a decent amount of snaps out of the backfield, but more people are calling for him to get more opportunities out of the slot. So I mean, we'll see what the what the share carry is. Um, there, but you know, my breakout player is bold prediction is going to be Dave Montgomery again. I think this is the day that he rushes for over 100 yards with that depleted, uh, not very good, with all due respect again to that Raiders front seven. But uh, they're vulnerable, and I think again, with a lot to prove, Dave Montgomery is going to come out here and show out and uh, go to your second offensive bold prediction. Um, I am going to say that Javon Wims has over 75 yards in this game. Um, okay. I know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's I'm not sure if he's ever had. I'm not sure what his highest in a game has been. I don't think it's above 75, though. So I think this is going to be his career high in a game. Um, and yeah, I'm just expecting him to ball out with especially with Taylor Gabriel out. Um, it, it, and, you know, it, it kind of sucks that the only way he's getting his opportunities is because of an injury to one of our other wideouts. But, you know, I hope I hope, you know, these these games that he's showing out is a wake-up call to, to, you know, the coaches and the management. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to say Javon Wims has uh, 75 yards or more. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's actually very possible. My final bold prediction on the offensive side of the ball is this this is a crazy one. Tariq Cohen will throw a touchdown pass in this okay. game. You saw last year uh, when the Bears played the Giants, Chase Daniels started that game, and 
to to send the game to overtime. They ran a trickeration play where it was like an option to Tariq Cohen, who had, uh, ended up throwing the ball to Anthony Miller. I think they kind of I think they're going to have a sizable lead in this one, and they say, "Why not? Let's try this one out. Give Tariq Cohen another chance to throw the football." So <laughs> that that's my bold prediction offensively. Let's go defensively. What do you got for the defense? Bold prediction. Um, I don't remember if I said this during the last podcast, but I think Buster Screen will catch an inter- or will have will record an interception. In this okay. Game. Yeah, I, I think I might have used that last week, but I'm going to use it again. I, I think it's coming. Um, he's been doing a very good job in the slot. Uh, so Buster Screen, uh, first interception as a Bear. Yeah, use it again, man. I hope we've been waiting for it, and I think, yeah, it's very possible that this week could be the week. And then, finally, I think we could say Chris is hopping on the Buster Screen train once he, oh, once yeah. he gets that, that interception for sure. We can oh, finally yeah. finally declare that. I'll go. I mentioned it earlier. Khalil Mack, four sacks. That's my bold prediction. And it almost, at this point, doesn't even seem that bold. Like It, it doesn't even seem that bold because it seems so tangible, uh, again, considering the circumstances. But one more bold prediction defensively. What do you got? Um... Ah, uh, man, this one, I, I'm going to say uh, Danny Trevathan has two sacks. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know how bold it is, um, but I, I just I can see uh, Danny Trevathan having a huge game. Um, he's just such a vital part of this defense. I know we talk about it all the time. Um, I think he's going to have a breakout game. Um, uh, and, you know, people are going to are going to start talking about Danny Trevathan again and how the Bears should bring him back, because I know a lot of people were on the fence coming into this year. Um, just because, you know, he is getting a little bit older. But um, I, I think uh, Danny Trevathan is going to, you know, just have a good game and, and, you know, get better this season and prove people wrong. I mean, he he's had a great year so far. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the leader of our oh, defense. Yeah. And, you know, game after game, he doesn't, again, the stats, when you have, the stats don't pop out for a guy like Danny Trevathan, but day, day after day, game after game, he comes in, he puts in work, and he's the leader of that defense, and it does not go unnoticed. Um, yeah. My final bold prediction is actually I'm going to kind of twist it up I'm going you know sometimes you categorize defense and special teams in like the same category that's what they do in fantasy I'm going to do that I got Cordero Patterson getting a a kick return for a touchdown he hasn't even had that many opportunities is that only think you know one or two opportunities to return the ball because these kickers have just been kicking it out of the end zone they've been playing in windy conditions I don't know what's going on but uh, I you know I got him finally getting this opportunity and, and taking one to the house. But one more thing I wanted to mention before we get into our final score predictions that I, I forgot to touch on was Rokon Smith. After all the confusion throughout the week, he came out uh, a few days ago and said, you know what, you know, this personal issue, whatever it was, is behind me and I will play uh, in London. And Matt Nagy has confirmed that, you know, Rokon Smith is expected to play. So uh, what do you make of him coming out here? Do you think he's going to have a big time game? Uh, and just what do you make of that whole situation now that he is is confirmed to play and, and he's ready to go? Yeah, I mean, he said he's ready to go. So, I mean, we got to take his word for it. He's ready yeah. to go. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to critique him based off, you know, him being 100% ready to go. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I think he's going to have a good game like Roquan always does. Um, he he, he kind of has quiet good games. You know, you don't really, oh, yeah. he, he, he doesn't do anything flashy, but man, he's just such a good player like it's just it's unreal he, he seems like he has almost no weaknesses as, as a player um you know and, and it's, it's it's crazy i i just really pray people you know stop talking about whatever it was just just please let it go um just yeah. let, let, let the guy live his life man just just leave him alone um and you know we'll, we'll go from there uh yeah I, I think he's back i think he'll be ready to go i 100 i'm i have you know 100 trust in roquan smith 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, whatever whatever the person that she was, it doesn't matter. It, it, there's no reason to speculate. There's no reason to make your prediction on what the person that she was. It's behind him. It, it's behind the organization. He's ready to go, and I expect him to come out and be you know the guy that we know he is, and that is a fierce, quick, you know, very very talented uh, middle linebacker in Roquan Smith. So let's go into it. Our final score predictions. Who do you got winning? Bears Raiders in London. I'm gonna go twenty-four to nine, Bears. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say they they the Raiders are able to, to get three field goals and and that'll be it. Yeah, I've got twenty-seven to six, so I got them one okay. less than that. Only two field goals. I don't I don't see them fighting in the end zone against this defense. The only thing you could see is the Bears defense has been vulnerable late in the fourth quarter for whatever reason. They let these teams score these garbage time touchdowns. It happened with the Vikings. It happened with the Redskins. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But in this one. I don't see it happening. This defense is too dominant against a weak, uh, again, with all due respect, it's a weak Raiders offense, especially if they lose Tower Williams. So uh, Chris has got 24-9. I've got 27-6. So it's going to be a good one in London. The Bears fans are going to show out for sure. I already know they're all down there partying, celebrating. Uh, I expect it to be a blue and orange uh, stadium in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is, again, I mentioned it last time, Chris's favorite team. So it's a it's a special moment for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting, man. It's, it's really cool. Uh, I, I was, you know, when this when this came out, I said it last week. I was just looking forward to it, so it's finally here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly will. So that just about wraps it up. Bear down. Let's hope for a Bears win, and you know, uh, a nice four game win streak is what we're looking at. So that's all we can hope for. And again, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure to drop a like, a subscription, a comment on our page, uh, interact with us on Twitter, and we'll see you guys next week. Bear down. Come